Okay, so Andy, what are we talking about today again? Yes, today is about why psychiatry? Why okay. did I go into psychiatry? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, no. Uh, and also five lessons I learned from being a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I thought I would, I'm more curious about this. Like, what was your path up to, what was your path in decision-making decision making that led you up to becoming a doctor? Doctor? Yeah. Okay, well... I So I knew you back when you were pre-med, right? And so at that point, you already had an idea that you wanted to do medicine, right? Yeah, shooting for medicine. Okay. And then you went into med school, and you felt like it was the right choice for you? Um, I mean, I think my dad planted the seed in my head sometime mm -hmm. senior year, junior year of high school. Okay. That, uh, you know being a doctor is a good field. He himself is an engineer, computer engineer. Mm -hmm. I think he's electrical and mechanical by college yeah. and grad school. And he had experienced a lot of outsourcing to of jobs to China engineers, India engineers. And so he didn't see the computer industry as very stable. Okay. And so this was kind of his experience speaking. Uh, of course, high school, I kind of had a more physics, math, science bent. Um, probably not towards biology. Biology involves mostly memorization mm -hmm. and, I don't know, tell, okay. telling a story about how the body works. Okay. Yeah, I think I, think I was pretty similar in that. I was, I was pretty engrossed in more STEM field stuff. Um, and I was, or better at it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like biology as much, but yeah. Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. yeah. So I'd say I, I shot for med school, not too sure. I, I kind of just did it as a, uh, practical career, F took the advice of my dad, mm -hmm. um, and shot for it, uh, knowing that it's, a rewarding career that a lot of people uh, say, say it's rewarding after they go into it. Okay. Um, it's broad. And so there was probably be some area I'd be interested in. Okay. If I ended okay. up doing it. Okay. So then once you entered med school, what was, what was all that happened that led to you thinking, I think I want to do psychiatry. Psychiatry. Yeah. It was totally not on my radar. My first exposure was like during our two week curriculum in second year, just learning about hallucinations and uh, these different syndromes that people experience. Mm -hmm. um, going into med school, I was thinking I would do endocrinology. I um, like health and uh, kind of op being healthy. Uh, also, uh, were you in like, an endocrinology lab in undergrad? I was. Okay. So that was partially why. True. Yeah. Okay. And weight loss, uh, fighting yeah. obesity, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, I, uh, started out in a like research in that, but, uh, I think, uh, during third year you do your rotations, uh, I had a blast on my uh, psych rotation. 
Uh, I was doing child psych okay. at Lurie Children's Hospital. Part of it could be that the hours were really, really nice. Yeah, that's always a part of it. Yeah. Um, I would show up at like, I think 8.30 or 9. And there were 11 to 12 kids on the unit. We would start the day in this interdisciplinary conference with like social workers, therapists, the psychiatrists, the nurses. Um, one pattern I did notice was a lot of people in psych are really attractive. Like, <laughs> psychologists therapists were like an, an attractive bunch like physically and emotionally attractive probably uh yeah both okay okay both fair um and i was being released to go do my day at like 11 or eleven thirty in the morning okay to go see your patients no no to to just being dismissed like you're done yeah, I'm done. Wow. So my day was like 9 to 12. Um, and then, so that was part of, I, I hope that did not influence my decision too much. But uh, I also enjoyed the funny stories that I could tell afterwards. Like, uh, I mean, that's sad, but this kid was adopted and then he uh, decided to try to poison his adopted dad by putting oh my gosh uh, like a weed killer in his drink wow so then what happened yeah. i mean the the dad didn't die he he had like upset stomach okay but then... he actually drank the weed killer yeah yeah dang okay it would be probably dilute uh -huh. um and then uh and then he later confessed to the mom and then that's why the mom like brought uh him in but, uh, you know, he has this like sandy haired, really short nine year old kid and was kind of cute. And, you know, hi, Dr. Nian stuck out his hand. And uh, the fellow I was working with was like, I wouldn't shake his hand. Like this guy <laughs> tried to poison his dad, <laughs> you know, try to keep your distance from him. Right. Um, so just like stories like that. Also, um, I enjoyed like the like the spontaneous, spontaneous, real unscripted, uh, experiences, uh, in the emergency room, uh, meeting people in crisis. Um, so psychiatrists are also in the emergency department. Yeah. They, um, there's a psychiatrist or some crisis team in the emergency department who decides if somebody needs to stay in the psych ward or is safe to be discharged. And so I think, uh, I met like a 20 something Asian guy with, uh, what I really think is schizophrenia. Uh, it was probably a very convincing case of schizophrenia. Uh, he was completely like asymptomatic to me. He was able to hold it together. But, uh, in talking to his mom, I think, you know, I, I just felt more compassion maybe just cause he was Chinese or Asian I could see uh, her being like my mom, just really concerned about her son. And, he, you know, he would uh, be like whispering to her all the time, stuffing little notes and letters into her pocket. He's very paranoid, afraid to uh, leave his house. Um, hmm. And so, 
you know, I, I think, uh, I was intrigued by the bizarre behaviors that mm. people had also, uh, drawn by the compassion I had for like the family. I see. And so this happened during your rotation in your third year. Yeah. Okay. I guess there's another case, uh, maybe it's the Asians who speak to me, but, uh, there's another Asian, uh, woman who is, I, I think, uh, very depressed, uninsured, uh, her sister kind of brought her to the hospital, flew in from New York, uh, because, uh, she's just very depressed, getting suicidal hmm. and, uh, having like the patient weep in front of you. It's a very, uh, intense moment. Yeah. And you, you, uh, I don't know. I, it is, uh, nice when a patient weeps in front of you, not that they're weeping, but that it's like a intense There's an aspect of vulnerability, vulnerable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, which yeah. I like. Nice. Yeah. Wow. We're both wearing purple today. It's we nice. are, we are. Yeah. This is just a. Model UN shirt. Not that I ever did model UN, but Mun. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was given out freely during orientation week, so I took one. <laughs> of uh, undergrad? Yeah. Alrighty. Um. Uh, wow, okay. Okay, so um this is third year and then fourth year rolls by, you have to apply for residency. Uh were you considering any other specialties at that point, or was it pretty clear you wanted to do psychiatry? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I tried many ways to try to figure out what specialty I would do. Um, I took a personality test, INTP, INTJ around there, okay. uh, which INTP comes up too. with uh, pathology, neurology, psychiatry, and like internal medicine. Okay. As, and uh, th those were all things I uh, kind of considered. Um, pathology is very chill nine to five minimal patron interaction. Um, so I actually tried that for a month and kept falling asleep at the microscope, <laughs> even though I was like having a great time waking up, rolling in at 9am. I was just, and I was getting dizzy, uh, at the mm. microscope too. So I see, um, knew that it wasn't for me. I, uh, considered neurology. Um, I think I had a slightly, bad taste in my mouth from neurology uh, because of my third year experience. Long story mm. short, I, I feel like the senior the resident uh, was was just a little bit too picky uh, mm. and, uh, and gave very poor instructions. So I, I didn't know really what was expected. Maybe I was also not a great student, but it was just unusual, this guy. Um, so, so instead of doing neurology in July, around the summer is when you try to decide. July um, 2017, I, I decided to do a psychiatry rotation, a month of psychiatry. And I had a blast. I, I worked one-on-one -on -one with an attending. Her name's Dr. Anderson. Uh, she's uh, very quirky and kind of an oddball. She went to U Chicago for undergrad, med school, and residency, um, and she was funny. So, uh, 
and, and, and kind of like uh, all over the place. You, you, you're kind of her taskmaster. And um, yeah, I think I, even though I worked from like eight to six sometimes with uh-huh. her, just uh, we would see patients in the morning in the hospital, then go to the clinic. And uh, I spent like, yeah, full days with her. Uh, I, I still enjoyed it. You never got tired of it. Didn't get tired of it. I think I more enjoyed uh, her. She she was just f- fun to uh, you know talk to, be around. Um, just how how uh, a little scatterbrained she was. Hmm. Um, but uh, she wrote me a letter of recommendation. She actually lives in Hyde Park, so she actually wow. gave me a few rides to Hyde Park when I did like Bible studies with Pastor Joshua. That's uh, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that she wrote me a letter. So that, that kind of uh, pushed me to apply. I got a lot of resistance from my mom uh, oh, when, really? when I applied to psychiatry. Yeah. What was, what was going on? What did she say? If, if you can share. I think uh, so. Her main complaint is that psychiatry has no uh, like biomarkers and like physical evidence uh, to basis for that. Okay, so uh, she thought it wasn't a well-established, objective, objective enough field. Okay, yeah, and it's like invisible. You have to take people for the word. Um, I think she had a lot of probably baggage about what psychiatry was. It's probably, yeah, uh, a lot of stigma in the Taiwanese American or Taiwanese, uh, community. Community. Yeah. Surrounding mental health, mental illness. Yeah. and, And treating it. I see. So you think that was more of the actual underlying reason? Yeah. Also like co-workers daughter who you know went to northwestern but then like uh i think developed schizophrenia and is like in a mental hospital to this day and she's like 40. oh wow and so just this idea that it's not going to get better nothing is going to help these conditions i see i see so you went ahead and did psychiatry anyway like did your mom's feelings about you doing psych change over time, yeah, we uh, had some emergency vacations. Uh, Labor Day, we went up to like the Dells. Uh, we we uh, calling together my sister and her and me, uh, and then <laughs> I guess the the main point was to like really talk and maybe convince me not to to apply to something else. I see. Um, ultimately, I, I think my sister was in support that psychiatry was a good thing to go into. Uh-huh. Um, and she has changed. Yeah. She's, uh, on board with me doing psychiatry. She thinks, uh, it's like cutting edge. There's because it's less established. There's a lot of different creative ways people use to treat mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, she herself is from the like telecom industry. She was a project manager. So she, she has some familiarity with technology tech. And she's like kind of excited that tech could be used to help people with mental illness. I see. That's cool. Cool. I'm I'm curious about how you said, uh, you know, like 
your mentor back in your rotation was was quirky but pretty awesome um do you think psychiatry tends to draw more quirky folks in to the field yeah i mean i mean people might say you're quirky too right yeah i i have gotten that before got your quirks um yeah i mean let me think about my class um the class below me kind of prides itself in uh, maybe uh, in being only, there's only one straight person in that class. Um, like like, like uh, in their, in terms of sexuality. Oh, okay. And so, so not, not that LGBT uh, identifying as LGBT is quirky, but I think it, uh, uh, probably attracts people who aren't necessarily uh, conforming to everything uh, that is a social mainstream. Norm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, does it draw more quirky? I think it, it draws people who like to think about things in a kind of a maybe a holistic way, not necessarily bound to science necessarily. Mm-hmm. Definitely had to get comfortable with, like uh, feeling like my medical school knowledge and step studying was uh, not being going to be used very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I, and, and part of what made me ask that is when you said that uh, INTP is suitable for uh, like psychiatry, because I, I think INTP, it's one of the more, you know, weird or quirky Myers-Briggs personality types Mm. and um you know the other being like INFJ and one other that I can't remember but uh I think INTPs they rely heavily on an internal logical framework and are yet also open to external possibilities Mm. exploring them so in that sense I think it makes sense you know like like why why you might not be super tied to social norms and cultural values that 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 was a very intp statement you're just saying like in that sense it it, uh makes sense and uh can see why blah 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 Mm. uh that was you using your framework and then being open to other possibilities wow so this is what happens when an intp uh assesses another intp Uh, yeah never had that experience before or maybe I'm just being psychoanalyzed by the psychiatrist here. I mean, I, I didn't really know too much about INTP until you, you talked about that. So, okay. you know, it, it kind of makes sense. And uh, just kind of applying this new knowledge I got mm-hmm. and integrating it in my framework and yeah. uh, saying, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense now too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, cool, cool. So um, I know you made a list of lessons you've learned from being a psychiatrist so far. You want to go over those things? Yeah, I've alluded to the first one, going to have to be comfortable with not By the way, using... I didn't I purposely didn't read your list so that way I'd be oh. surprised uh by what you would tell me on this uh recording. Wonderful, wonderful. So, number 1 is going to be have to be comfortable with not using all the medical school knowledge I've learned. Okay, which you previously mentioned. Okay. So what do you, do you feel like, do you like that? Or do you 
are you are you okay with like the uncertainty yeah i mean i used to be on quiz bowl um hey me too and i love trivia love getting asked the question and then saying the right answer and then getting that rush yeah it's it's a good adrenaline under a time crunch like being the first to buzz in yeah and so in psychiatry you know, I, I learned all this facts, factoids about the body in mm-hmm. med school. And I feel like I'm not going to be using that. Um, I'm not going to be asked those questions, uh, be able to buzz in. And so part of it does feel like uh, I'm leaving it behind. It could be a waste. Um, you know, like what medical stuff do we use in psychiatry? We, you know, routinely check thyroid occasionally. Uh, get an MRI of the brain. Um, nowadays, though, uh, so I'm in neuropsych clinic, and it tries to map different areas of the brain to different behaviors and like wh- where is the lesion. It, it does try to be disciplined about uh, thinking about where where's the uh, uh, where's the problem in, in this. Might not be in the brain. Might be. Uh, in the person's home or like their community. Mm. But, um, so I, 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 I like that it's still, and I, I need to be disciplined about it to try to keep using the problem solving, uh, uh, skills I developed in medical school. So would you say that psychiatry is sorry, the, the French open just, uh, for some reason, replay started playing again. Let me go pause it. Oh no, that's okay. My my friend is watching that right now too. I think Nadal was beating someone in straight sets yeah. at the moment. Let so. me go mute it. One okay, sure. All right, lovely, lovely, lovely. I mean, he, he truly is. I think he's the greatest player. Mm, I'm starting yeah. to think that too. Either him or Djokovic. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm sad. A, I'm, even though I'm a Federer fanboy, but mm-hmm. I mean, he, I think Federer has the most beautiful strokes. I think he's the most talented. Most talented, yeah. That's for sure. But but as for like power and consistency. Adal and Djokovic. Yeah. Might take the cake. Consistency is key. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to ask you, do you find psychiatry to be intellectually rigorous and stimulating and, you know, just, you know, keeps you curious? Mm -hmm. I think it can be, uh, but it can also not be. You can kind of not decide to keep up to date with like uh, all the literature coming out in terms of rigorous. I don't think it's to the level of rigor and understanding that other specialties are at yet. Uh, Just the brain's very confusing. Um, So, so I don't think it, it can get be as rigorous. Yeah. Okay. As others. Yeah. I was, I was curious just cause I think I, I like things that present themselves with a challenge 
And I was wondering if psychiatry would fall under that. I think it's a challenge. Um, I think it can be a challenge. I, I think this is probably true of all of medicine. Sure. You, sure. you can decide to uh, embark on the challenge of trying to help somebody feel better. Um, you just have to know your tools better. And this is like probably for psychiatrists, I feel like I need to know community resources a little bit better mm. or um, I'm taking care of a lot of people, developmental disabilities. Sometimes I just don't know uh, what's out there. And uh, half the time I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know how to help. <laughs> and then half the time I'm like, okay, maybe like you can um, like call uh, call this hotline, uh, see, see what resources they have. Hmm. Um, is it a challenge? I think it's a challenge. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to face a lot of things that you don't know the solution to. Okay. Um, probably like a lot of medicine. I see. I see. So it sounds like if you are okay with facing uncertain solutions rather than a procedural definitive mm -hmm. one, then psychiatry might be the thing for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. What else is like, on your list? Oh, sorry. Like, like internal medicine is uh, probably a little closer to math, like finding X, you get, you get a solution. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it isn't. I, I think there's a lot of gray area and uncertainty still. Mm. Um, let's see. And what's, what's surgery is surgery, um, plugging numbers in a calculator. Surgery. Yeah. I, I don't liken it. Hmm. If we do the analogy of like solving a math problem, there's a certain workflow and that you do to apply to each problem. Like to solve a physics problem, you can go about it like maybe three ways. Mm -hmm. um, you need to get this information, this velocity to plug into this momentum, right. whatever. Right. To get to the answer. So surgery is more about following that path. I, think. I see. But uh, more algorithmic. Yeah. Whereas uh, internal medicine tries to yeah find find the X and then and then uh, what is there anything that can help your finding the X? Got it. Okay. So you're not you're not diagnosing in surgery. I don't think okay. not 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 usually. Right, right, right. So what other? Okay, so back on topic. Sorry. What other what other things did you learn from psychiatry? What's number? What's the fourth? Two. Yeah. Two. Four. Number four, um, overall, if assuming, assuming you're going from rank five to rank one, but I guess this is your, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list was probably what we've talked about. Get comfortable with not using objective tests and measures and biomarkers. Okay. Um, get comfortable with using drugs that edge out placebo by a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Barely make that P value cut off. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it makes it, but uh, is it clinically significant? Yeah. It's, it's statistically, but, uh, you know, are we really moving the needle here. Um, so, so you've had a, um, so it sounds like you've had experiences where patients prescribe something. You're like, I don't know if it's going to work, but I guess it's what we should do. Yeah. Like it, it's the best w- that we have available. I, I don't expect it necessarily to help, but, uh, in good faith and, and placebo effect is good. Um, uh, like why not use the placebo effect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help somebody feel better so right okay number four over it's still overall still rewarding was that your number was that your second or your third one sorry yeah i, I went from one two three and now i'm on number four okay all right number four it is overall still rewarding for those moments of spontaneity breaking character, being candid, and um, having stories to tell. Mm. I see. Um, The stories you mentioned during your rotation or even since then? Okay. Uh, Pretty much the, yeah, those those stories um, that I have and the ones I'm accruing. Actually, like, uh, I like therapy. Um, not a lot of psychiatrists envision themselves doing therapy. It just doesn't reimburse very well. And it's also, I guess, besides CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, um, not totally rooted in evidence basis. Um, but I, I like the, uh, the spontaneity, um, kind of breaking character, um, uh, my patient this past week or last week asked me why I went into psychiatry and, uh, she's very shy and reticent and she thought it would be helpful for her to know about this in order to be able to talk more. And so I enjoyed just asking her like why she asked, how long has she wanted to ask this? what made it possible for her to ask it today? How did it feel to ask it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of examining exactly what happens in, in a relationship. Yeah. So would you say that psychiatry is like a hybrid between psychology and medicine? Cause I think psychologists, psychology or, or therapy has this connotation of, Oh, you're just kind of probing into their mind, but your, your conclusions are rather subjective, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yeah, there, there is definitely overlap. Like our diagnoses are pretty much the same. We're basing things off the DSM. Um, this, which stands for diagnostic and statistical manual for, uh, for something. Okay. For, for mental health disorders. And they're on the fifth edition now, right? Yes. Okay. Hmm. So number five. Yeah. I had was good lifestyle. Good lifestyle. 
Um, I think it appalls me that my wife, who's a internal medicine doctor, needs to know so much and carry more patients, change more meds, but is ultimately probably going to get less salary than me who kind of focuses on this one problem changes, maybe one or two meds. I only need to know, I guess, psychiatric meds. Um, I don't know. There's probably a hundred that I probably need to know, but she needs to know like way more hundreds. So yeah, it, uh, I guess I think it's a nice field to go into because uh, it has, there isn't too much that uh, you don't get too overwhelmed by the volume or, or how much you have to do. Hmm. Why do you think there's a pay difference between internal medicine and psych, even though the workload seems to be pretty disparate? It's funny. Yeah. Um, w- when we were uh, up in Minneapolis this past weekend uh, with Emily's parents, uh, her parents thought like, oh yeah, he's going to get more because it's, it's like a harder job. <laughs> I, could, I was just laughing. And it seems well, like- How does out- she take that? The outs- she's like, obviously like, oh man, he like, he's working like 25, 30 hour weeks right now. Um, uh-huh. So perhaps the perception is that my patients are harder. Um, oftentimes they're not, they're, they're depressed. Um, and, and they do get better. Uh, so there's public perception. There's also, she has three years of training. I need four years of training. Okay. I would argue that her three years of training is more than all the work I've done in four years. Probably her one one or two years of training equals my four years of training. <laughs> um, man, I'm bashing psychiatry, but no, I'm 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 lifting it up. I I'm trying to sell it. You're selling how easy it is, apparently. Uh, yeah, how how balanced it is. Let's balanced. Just put it, okay, that's yeah. a good word. It affords a balanced lifestyle. Okay, so. That's cool. So, okay. Can you give a quick recap of the five lessons? Yeah. So I think, uh, number one through three are going to have to be comfortable with not using all the medical school knowledge, not using like routine objective tests, biomarkers and measures get comfortable with not using very effective drugs. Um, those three things probably led me to apply to neurology. Uh, yeah, I had a circuitous route, uh, to stay in psychiatry, but for a second I wanted to leave due to those three things. Hmm. However, the number four is that it's overall still rewarding, um, very rewarding for those moments of spontaneity, real interaction with patients, and then uh, number five, it affords a balanced lifestyle. Cool, cool, cool. Great recap. Good to hear about psychiatry, and it's actually something I, I'd actually consider. Um, 
because people have told me it seems to fit my personality type. I enjoy listening. I just never, it was just never on my radar, you know? So maybe now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, uh, known a few MD PhDs who've, uh, ended up going into it. Psychiatry. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So, okay. I have a few follow-up questions, uh, based on what I've heard. Um, the first of which I hope you don't mind if I ask, because I guess you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you have any regrets or second guesses once you entered into psychiatry? You, I know you mentioned Nero, but like, were there any doubts or, yeah, you know, similar feelings that came up once you started residency? Yeah. I think it was at the end of my intern year, my first year of psychiatry residency that I decided to leave psychiatry, apply into neurology. So I stayed a second year while applying. Part of you what not, led... you had not officially actually left. You were still right. just you were mentally thinking about mentally leaving and uh, essentially a, a reapplied to residency. Yeah. Um, what led to that decision was I spent six months on psychiatry. A lot of it was, uh, seeing patients kind of revolving door into the hospital, leaving, coming back. And, uh, the reason was because, uh, they would use cocaine and then withdraw from cocaine, get very depressed and suicidal, and then come to the hospital and you, uh, kind of fell futile. Like what, what am I doing here? Um, feels like people are just abusing the system. Uh, like why, why do they have to keep doing this over time? I think, uh, looking back, I I've developed compassion for them, for these people. Um, like drug addiction is, is very real. It's very hard to break and it, they, they probably don't want to be in this cycle either. Um, and you know, when I, I just, uh, learned to take the word for it, like they, they do feel suicidal, uh, coming down from cocaine. Mm -hmm. They really hate their life. They want to jump into traffic. They want to jump off the expressway. Um, so I, I think I was feeling a little disillusioned with, with what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I had like some internal medicine, um, where I was like getting excited about heart failure and, you know, uh, you get to track somebody's weight to see how much volume or water they're able to pee out. And, uh, I was like, wow, this is great. There's like real goals and objective things that we're using and there's a right answer. It seems, mm -hmm. uh, then I did neurology and I, I thought it was fascinating, uh, Neurology is fascinating. There's so many different conditions. Every time there's like probably a biological basis for something, neurology steals it from psychiatry and call, okay. calls it neurology. I see. I see. Uh, like, like autoimmune encephalitis, um, that's considered more neurologic. Uh -huh. But before, a lot of those cases were probably just deemed as psychiatric psychosis. I see. So once a more mechanistic understanding of a brain or nervous system related disorder is made clear, it suddenly becomes more neurological. Yeah. By nature of how the field is defined. Yeah. 
like like once there's a uh, antibody to let's say they find a voltage gated potassium channel antibody to the brain or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But psychi- I think there's a tremendous overlap and there's a lot of psychiatrists who will see themselves as the being in charge of that. Yeah. That's really interesting just because I think it kind of reflects uh, like the modern paradigm of everything that's unknown in terms of like human behavior or other natural phenomena eventually can be distilled into like some scientific mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are some psychiatrists who want neurology to take care of that, but there are also Uh psychiatrists who like want to like learn, find out more, research this. Right. Right. And uh, be able to be the ones treating it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I was wondering like, um, how do you, how do you feel like psychology, not psychology, psychiatry has made you grow and develop into like a better, more mature person? I mean, the answer is probably yes, but I guess I want to know like how, in what ways. Yeah. Um, Or I guess another way is just ask, you know, how has being a psychiatrist helped you grow personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good question. Better listener, I, I guess, to say uh, the least. I guess uh, I don't know if this is if I've grown in this way, but I enjoy being able to do this more is uh in therapy, uh, we often are the, the psychiatrist I follow and try to read, uh, tries to ask the patient about the here and now, what exactly is happening between you and the patient. And you Mm -hmm. ask them, how are you and I doing today? If, uh, the patient is distant or competitive, inattentive, um, to ask about that, um, to ask about, uh, consider how patients greet you inspect or fail to inspect their surroundings. Um, ask them, you're quick to say that as though it is a familiar experience to you. Is there history to this? So it's, it's made me grow in like being inquisitive and trying to ask, ask more curious questions. Mm-hmm cool okay and then one last question um have you ever made mistakes or screwed up as a psychiatrist definitely um and i think i'll just reference like in therapy very minor mistake but and some would not even call it a mistake. My patient asked me like, oh, like what kind of music are you into? And so. Uh, what kind of music are you into? I I like the National, the band, the National. I don't know it's kind of an of indie rock band from Ohio. Uh, but 
as I was, I was just starting out in therapy and I was, uh, thinking like I should be a blank slate, you know, they sh nobody, they shouldn't know anything about me. It should be all about the patient. And I started reading more about, um, therapy and this one author encourages self-disclosure if it's relatively harmless and, uh, and, uh, can help you know more about the patient self-disclosure begets self-disclosure he, mm -hmm. he encourages uh and vulnerability and i guess the more important question is like the why they're interested in that particular thing about you like uh why why they asked it in the first place and so uh i think at, at that time i was uh very hesitant to answer i i, I said you know i don't feel like uh, answering or um and i told him like i was uncomfortable it would ruin the counter transference and the transference i started pulling out these terms and uh yeah did, did not get any <laughs> personal questions after that uh much later i actually we actually talked about it like oh yeah like what what did you think about that those moments in the early parts of our therapy and we kind of laughed about it. I, I admitted my mistake and, uh, and said like, you know, I think it's relatively benign for you to know. And if, if it can help me understand you better then uh, I'm, I'm fi fine sharing it. So, so like a patient knowing you're supposedly knowing you're married or like if you have kids or if, uh, what kind of books you're into mm -hmm. apparently to this author it's it's pretty benign so uh, i think i'm okay sharing about that hmm. cool cool all right one last question to cap it off this is kind of a broad one but how has being a psychiatrist shaped how you see what it means to be human how you see the world or perhaps your faith in God. We could just, <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I know it's kind yeah. of big. It's a big question. Uh, how, how's it, I mean, I, I think part of the reason why I entered uh, psychiatry was some overlap between religious experiences uh -huh. and uh, psychiatric symptoms like hearing things seeing things um depression is seen in the bible supposedly catatonia as well when lot froze as a pillar of salt a lot of people see that as catatonia interesting um i think uh faith uh, psychiatry affords a way to live out my faith in uh, kind of having compassion on on people, uh, giving them a second chance. Uh, yeah, that that's that's mainly how I see it at this point. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, um, Andy or Doctor Nian, it's this is this is fun. Uh, yeah. I definitely learned a lot. So. Yeah, thanks for thanks for talking about psych today. Yeah, thank you, listeners, and uh, 
Yeah. Thank you, Alan, for hosting me again. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.